You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So welcome to the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, coming to you from what is soon to become the highest residential rental rates of anywhere in the land, Seattle. And that's primarily because of the restrictions that are being put on landlords, eviction moratoriums extended out, other additional restrictions just thrown in there. How much of this stuff can we take before landlords go, and they're already doing this? Yeah, I, I just don't want to have a rental anymore. We're there. We're getting there. And we're going to have, we're going to have Seattle, my prediction, we're going to have the highest rents in the United States for single family housing. That's my prediction in the city of Seattle proper, because nobody's going to want to own a rental there. It's become ridiculous. All right, let's jump on in here. But if you're new, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. Why wouldn't I? All right, let's get into it. Seattle eviction ban extended through January of 2022. This is, I believe, the sixth extension of this. Six. All right, for first five. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Number six, it's really going to do it. This one, I get. There's a bunch of federal money out there. King County, in its infinite wisdom, and it's a big county, and it's got like $150 million to distribute. They've been trying to come up with a new system, but they've bungled it. And they can't get the money out to the to the landlords that are owed it and to the tenants who owe it to the landlords. So it's just this bureaucratic nightmare. But at some point in time, you got to pull that band-aid off, rip that band-aid off and go. It's going to bleed a little. You're going to have some people get evicted. But here in Seattle, oh no, we can't have the free market do its thing. And that's why your rents are already going through the roof. And we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen anything yet. And then people will complain, oh, there's no affordable rental housing. That's right. Look back at this stuff that we're about to talk to about right now. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin ex- extended the moratorium on residential and commercial evictions through January 15th, 2022. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, the federal eviction has been uh, that th- the CDC eviction just got kind of blown up by the Supreme Court. Yeah, not so legal. And so Washington State's eviction goes through what end of September, I believe. And that's why city of Seattle is preempting. They're already making a move January. And I, I kind of said, all right, I can see these ev- eviction moratoriums going through for King County specifically. You know, the one we're talking about right now is just city of Seattle, but King County, I can see that going through January as well. Cause you know, let's not, let's not have, you know, tons of people get evicted during the holidays. I get that argument. So then you got to go to sometime in, in January. All right. Here we are, January 15th. All right. So two weeks after Happy New Year, ah, you're evicted. Now it doesn't really work that way, but the timeline, you know, that's what, that's what we're kind of identifying here. And for landlords who are owed rent, who have nightmare tenants, this couldn't come anytime sooner. And they are just, they're livid that this is going on and this is what ha- what's happening with their asset. They basically can't use their asset in the way that they choose to. They're they're hamstrung. They're they're just totally tied up. It's crazy that this is even happening. So this is the sixth extension of the moratorium since the coronavirus pandemic hit the region in March of 2020. 
the exact six. Are we going to go double digits on this? I don't think we are, but you know, it's always fun to say double digits, right? Because then you're like 10, huh? That's a lot. The executive order by the mayor continues tenant protections prohibiting landlords from initiating evictions with the courts unless there is an imminent threat to the health and safety of the community, according to Durkin's office. Late fees, interest, or other charges due to late payment of rent during the moratorium are not allowed. However, tenants are still legally obligated to pay rent, wink, wink, uh, during the moratorium, and landlords are encouraged to offer flexible payment plans. All right. Across the United States, we have like 11 million jobs available, 11 million. So if you're a tenant and you can't go out and get a job, get that rent going so you don't get evicted, what are you doing? I don't know. It's mind boggling to me that we're extending out these moratoriums because we can't figure out how to distribute money. Classic government, just bungling of a program. The executive, because Snohomish County to the north of me here and Pierce County to the south of me, they've done a pretty decent job of getting their money out and they're not extending out the eviction moratoriums, are they? Hmm, no. Interesting. The executive order also extends other COVID-19 related measures to help reduce stress on tenants, such as utility payments. Why don't we just go to a program where we just have free rent for everybody? I mean, maybe that's an option. Maybe we should look at that. I don't know. Is, is, is that, is that, is that on the table anywhere? I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just asking because then it seems like we wouldn't have to worry about these kinds of things. We just, everybody's rent is paid on the first and we're all good. You know, it's just one big happy, who's going to pay for that? Hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't go there. That's don't go there. Durkin directed utility companies to refrain from shutting off service to customers through January 15th, 2022. All right. Would you, would you guys, uh, we know they owe you a lot of money and we, we know that there's a contract here, but would you, would you just hold off? I know they owe you like a ton of money, but could you, could you just hold off? I know you guys are working and this tenant, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there. They could be working as well. Uh, but just, you know, refrain. Residential tenants who receive an eviction notice during the moratorium should contact the Renting in Seattle hotline at yada, 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 yada. And landlords should call 1-800-SCREW-YOURSELF. Oh, no. No, that, that, that's incorrect. Um, uh, no, that's, that's not right either. Sorry. That was, I, yeah, not sure there. Durkin's extension of the moratorium comes as Governor Jay Inslee's statewide eviction moratorium bridge is set to expire on September 30th. So that's the statewide one, right? The bridge took effect on, uh, July 1st and was created to give counties additional time to pay landlords and connect tenants with rental assistance. Uh, rental assistance. Housing groups are calling on Jay, uh, Governor Jay Inslee to extend the moratorium bridge as King County has only distributed 10% of its rental assistance funds. There's the rub, right? So we got 90% of the funds out there and these, these moratoriums are coming. And so landlords are, they're just stuck in this position. If they want to get money, you know, from the federal government, they've got to keep these tenants in because once these tenants are gone, they're not going to get that money. They've, they've got to have that relationship with the tenant still going and in order to qualify. 
The county said Monday it's distributed 34.3 million, including 4.4 million in the past week. Oh, we are barn burning uh, rate of you know, doling out money here. Um, so, and I think it's 100, 156 million in King County. And so we've got out 34 million. We're getting there. We're getting there. But this moratorium extension until uh, January, this should be the final one. If this is not the final one, I am going to lose my marbles. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go off. That would be kind of funny too, right? I mean, who, who doesn't want to see that? But this, it's been so many of these, you know, moratorium one was, holy cow, what? Moratorium two, yeah, saw that one coming. Three and four, about the same. Five, uh, really? And then six. Okay, okay, uh, I get it, but I'm I'm that, that kind of guy who who has stated right from the beginning. You should have never had these moratoriums in the first place. Just that's that's how this should have gone. You sign a contract, you pay your contract. If you don't pay your contract, you don't live by the terms of your contract. Guess what? There are consequences. And those are written out in that contract. And if it means you're getting bounced, then you get bounced. That's just how this world works, unfortunately. But now we're, we've got a new tweak here in King and Seattle. And, you know, we just, sometimes the real world doesn't really set in and we just do these crazy things. King County has worked to make the process more efficient. It recently hired 10 new staff members to its eviction protection and rent assistance program for which you and I, King County residents, were all paying for. And they finished negotiating a $24 million contract with the King County Housing Justice Project, which will intervene if eligible tenants are brought into the eviction process who could not be helped through EPRAP. And uh, what can the uh, what can the landlords do here? Let's see. Um, hmm. Yeah, where's the where's the where's the help for the landlords? What do the what do the landlords get here? Whew. I'm going to go with the big fat goose egg. Mm, yeah, there, there's no mention of it in this article. In Seattle, Durkin said the city has distributed more than 15 million of the first allocation of the American Rescue Plan rent relief to tenants and landlords since June. The remaining six million of that first allocation of federal funds has already been earmarked for community-based organizations that give rental assistance to BIPOC communities, according to Durkin's office. All right, isn't that racist? Hmm, yeah. Huh, other people? Yeah, you only giving it a I mean, I get it, but can you do that? Apparently you can. The mayor's office said an additional $28 million of federal funds was approved in August, and the city is already distributing those funds including the United Way King County to provide rental assistance. When Seattle's eviction moratorium expires in January 2022, a new ordinance passed by the city council in May 2020 will take effect, providing additional protections for tenants. Ordinance 126075 will give renters a six-month period after the moratorium expires in which they can claim a defense against eviction for non-payment of rent if they can demonstrate financial hardship due to the pandemic. Alrighty then, 11 million jobs across the United States, and we're still talking about demonstrating financial hardship due to the pandemic? 
This is the one time in history where there's just a buttload of jobs available and people should be going out and getting those jobs. There shouldn't be an issue with not being able to pay some rent. I understand if you had, if you were fired, your job was deemed not essential during the pandemic, but that was months and months and months ago, wasn't it? I mean, look at your calendar. It's not that hard to figure out. Now it's go time. So all this other stuff, it's kind of like we're living in this, this time warp of we're past that now. Maybe, maybe you want to check out a little publication called the Wall Street Journal and see what's going on in the business world. We've got a massive labor shortage out there. Massive. So people, able-bodied people can get jobs. So I can't think of really any circumstances, maybe some personal ones, but uh, due to the financial hardship due to the pandemic, we're, we're, we're kind of over that now. The ordinance will protect tenants, uh, renters from evictions through mid-June 2022, according to the mayor's office. Mid-June 2022. There's not going to, landlords are going to be like, well, if I'm going to be a landlord, I'm going to get top dollar because this is some real nonsense. Having my property dictated what I can and can't do with it from the government. So you're, you're going to see rents absolutely skyrocket, which, which they're already happening. And you're already seeing that storyline. And I've been talking about this storyline for quite a while because it's inevitable when you start shrinking the supply of housing prices, including rent go one direction. And there's been already so much pressure on single family rental homes in the Seattle market. We started off kind of cheap here. I mean, we've always been kind of cheap. People come up from California all day long on the prices and the rents. And they're like, this is cheap. I'll take two. You know, I'm kind of kidding. But that is the reaction from a lot of the tech markets in California. You come to Seattle, man, this is nice. And this is big. And for us Seattleites, we're like, a million bucks for that? Are you effing kidding me? And that's just the way this has gone because so many workers are coming from other tech industry cities, you know, mainly California. It's where a lot of our folks are coming. And housing prices here, they're affordable. Now, you might not think a million dollar, you know, purchase price for a starter home is affordable. And it's not. It's not because who can afford that? Yeah. The well-paid tech workers, and that's who's coming in in droves. So in Seattle, you've got a situation where you're putting these eviction moratoriums in place six times. You're going to have a bunch more restrictions on the back end. They've already made sure of that. And I'm going to do another podcast where they've got another two more restrictions, not due to the eviction moratorium, but just some, just you know, just some more restrictions that they're going to put on what landlords can and can't do as far as raising the rent more than 10%, you know, all that stuff. Because guess what? In this market, landlords are in the driver's seat. And the Seattle City Council doesn't really understand that. They still kind of think that with some, you know, laws on the books, that they can kind of protect the tenants. But what they're doing is it's going to have the opposite impact. 
And it's just, it's going to drive more tenants out because they're just flat not going to be able to afford what it's going to take to rent a place. Because landlords, they're not going to deal with any anybody who's had a prior eviction. They're not going to deal with anybody who's got sketchy credit. They're going to take the cream de la cream of tenants and those tenants are going to pay a hefty premium because there's going to be so little inventory left. We already don't have enough single family housing here for purchase or for rent in Seattle. And we didn't, you know, the beginning of the pandemic prior to the pandemic didn't have it. And now we really don't have it. And you've got companies like Amazon coming here in droves, driving jobs, jobs here in droves can only go one direction. And that's rents up and prices up. And so here you are, these are some basic economics. And yet you've got governmental entities going, well, let's just kick this moratorium out, you know, further. You'll see on the tail end, when you've got these stories in the Seattle Times going, rent prices increased 22% in the last six months. And people will be like, huh. Where have I heard that before? Who, what jerk off has been talking about that on some ridiculous real estate podcast? What, who was that? I don't know, but you've heard it here, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is not hard stuff to call. Um, it is just shocking to me that this is where we're at. But I, you know, I guess it's, it's not really shocking. It's just kind of like from a business standpoint, you're like, really? Really, you're going to do that. Okay, well, here's what's going to happen. Are you, are you okay with that end result? And if I were able to have a conversation with the folks who are putting this stuff on the books, they would say, yo, we're not, we're not okay with that. All right, well, then you deal with it on the tail end. When this becomes reality, you deal with it. So how do you like them apples? Yeah, great times, great times. So Seattle rental housing. Hmm. Yeah, not good. Not good to be a landlord having to deal with some nonsense. But the real issue here is all of this stuff being dumped on landlords, the end result, there's just not going to be that many mom and pop, which are under 10 units and the majority of them under four units of ownership for mom and pops. And, um, that's what I deal with on a day in day out basis. Hey, I've got a, I've got a landlord. You know, my broker comes to me and says, Hey, I've got a landlord. Uh, they, they don't want to rent anymore. They don't want to rent anymore. Um, they're tired of dealing with this nonsense. It's, it's utter crap and they need to be able to do what they want with their house. So they're going to sell it and, you know, then we'll work through it. And it's like, all right, there's one more example of a home that's no longer going to be in the marketplace because with its purchase price of a million two, a million three, that those numbers, unless you park a big lump of cash into something like that, those numbers aren't going to pencil with your rent. They're just really not. And would you want to be a landlord coming in to the Seattle market that has some of the most restrictive laws on the books of what you can and can't do with your own property in what is supposed to be a free market? Yeah, we're not seeing that in droves either. Um, not on the mom and pop end. I've seen very few non-owner purchases in Seattle, outside of Seattle proper. Yeah, that's happening. That's a good call because you don't have the restrictions. You don't have these moratoriums. You might have the King County moratorium, but all right. But in Seattle, 
there are so many restrictions on what you can and can't do. You know, technically, you're supposed to take the very first applicant that that comes to you, no matter what. It's like, okay, hmm, that's interesting. Crazy times. All right, that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. So Seattle, yeah, look for rents at the tippy top of one of those lists that you'll see. Most expensive places to live in the United States. Look for Seattle in the tippy top there. Maybe number one, maybe two. Somewhere up there. And you'll know why. Because it's this kind of stuff. Restricting that supply. Mm, Not good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll catch up with you in the next one. And then until then, stay safe. Make good choices. Because we all try to, right? Sometimes, Sometimes we don't. And you're like, oh, that wasn't a good choice. Learn from that one. Bye for now. See ya. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.